With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. things I really found like attractive before I, I we kind of came together forces that you were like you were it was like a professional twist you would always give the date and I said wow this guy's a real pro well so uh, I was like yeah I find uh, you I fairly find attractive that. yourself my friend <laughs> as an announce hold on let me just adjust these pants a little bit Dar. let's not get crazy <laughs> so uh, it looks like everything's working. They can hear us. <laughs> oh <laughs> my God! Where's my clip? Hold on. Where is he? Somebody wake him up! Wake him up! <laughs> I gotta tell you, you were trying. You you really were resourceful. I couldn't even follow what mediums you were going on the last time. You are on uh, some uh, the Spreecast and Freecast and Live365.com. You were on MySpace. You were <laughs> jumping around, and I didn't even know where you were half the time. I tried to get on. I couldn't get on. I didn't have a camera. I had a camera. It was all over. <laughs> broadcast, all over broadcasting live on Prodigy. <laughs> I know, man. But, uh, well, thank God. 
We are back and ready to rock and roll and do what we do now. Hopefully there will be no uh, no delays in this broadcast so we can go forth. We can spew uh, if, we will, if, if we may or will. Did you happen to yeah. – you didn't have to read the write-up that I put on Blog Talk on, on our show page on Blog Talk Radio for tonight's show, did you? No, no, I didn't. I, <clears throat> may I read it? Quickly, before we get down to brass sure, tacks. No, yeah. All right. If by, sure, the grace of the, if by the grace of the Internet gods, Blog Talk Radio decides to work tonight, Blue Shirt Underground Radio will be on the, on the air to work to talk New York Rangers hockey. Hopefully tonight this newfangled talking over the interwebs thingy will work better than it did the other night, but of course it all depends on the positioning of Blog Talk Radio's head in regards to their posterior. We'll be, taking, we'll be talking Ranger hockey, we hope, taking your calls, we hope, and mixing it up with you guys in the live chat throughout the show, we hope. It's a great radio program about a mediocre hockey team on a mediocre website. The perfect blend. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I think the uh, block talk is actually less than mediocre. Block talk is like the New York Islanders of broadcasting. They'd have to rally to be mediocre. Is that what you're saying? They, they, yeah, they would have to rally to be the Rangers' mediocrity. Now, <clears throat> that's a great segue that you led me in with the mediocrity. I think we all know this team as is is a mediocre team. I think if you're expecting any more, you're quite delusional. Um, it, it could actually be better if Rick Nash continues what he did last night and really helps with the goals. Uh, I think with the defense as is, uh, it's and our starting goaltender uh, playing better, but not up to the standards that we're accustomed to. And uh, maybe they could rise above a little bit of uh, mediocrity. I feel there's going to be some changes coming. Um, we got treated to one of those changes this year. I mean, last, last week uh, when Daniel Carcillo was acquired from the Los Angeles Kings. And I'll get into that for a second. But what do you think about this Rick Nash now being uh, – um, he's going to the Olympics. He's going to be on the Canadian Olympic team. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what the big deal is about the Olympics. These, these chuckleheads uh, – you know, Sam and Joe, they love to talk about the Olympic team. I could care less. What happens if Rick Nash gets his head busted in? What just gets knocked and then his head, to, we need him on the ice. I, I, I don't know. Is it honor? I mean, uh, I don't get it. Does Sather have the power to say, no, you can't go to the Olympics? I mean, I don't know. I have, I have never been a proponent of NHL players in the Olympics. Never. Yeah, it makes for some great hockey. I'm not going to deny that, but I'm not a fan of it. I'm not a fan of shutting down your sport for two weeks in the middle of your season. You want the NHL players in the Olympics? Make hockey a summer sport. Put it in the Summer Olympics. I agree. And it's not just like he's... No hitting. Anything could trigger these concussions if we've seen. You go crashing into the net, you don't know. Something, anything. And then it's like, well, I'll have to wait and see. And, you know, it's, 
it's not a good idea. And, you know, a lot of people, are, you know, are a little down on Nash. And let's face it, he, he's underproduced this year. I think this concussion, it takes a while to get back in form. I, I think we don't really give that much. Uh, you know, we're impatient. We want him to come around. We want him to do well. But it takes a while to come back and be yourself after these things. And, you know, he struggled. He struggled. There's no doubt about it. And uh, hopefully he's breaking out of it. But I think if you think – you cannot look at the Ranger team as consistent anywhere near a contender uh, at this point. Uh, you have to look for a team that's scrambling to make the playoffs. And if you're going to, you know, go nuts over every loss, you're going you're gonna to go crazy by the end of the season because this team is going to win some and it's going to lose some. And, and it's, it's funny how a lot of people – and a lot of Ranger fans, and I, I always give the underground crew a lot more credit than the, the run-of-the-mill Ranger fan. I mean, I love them all, Jim. You know that. But some of them are real stunat. I mean, they're really, I mean, they really are stupid. I mean, I'm hearing, oh, the Rangers can't be, the Rangers aren't consistent. Blah, blah. They win one, they lose one. And meanwhile, going to last night's game, they were five and two. Okay, I take it. The problem is what happens is, is that these emotional losses, these losses against teams that we, sh- we think we should beat, okay? For instance, they lost to the Islanders. That killed the fan base. The loss to the Devils. That killed the fan base. Those all losses, three of them. <laughs> all three of them, are, three of them. I mean, they're, you know, jump off the ledge losses for the run-of-the-mill run range fan. Then they play Pittsburgh and Cindy and they lose, and everybody can't stand that. This team is blah, 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 blah. And meanwhile, they've been, they've been making progress. And I'm not, again, I've prefaced this before. I don't think they're going to be a contender, but I, I think they've made a little bit of progress. But then they played Columbus last night, and they get the first goal, and then boom, bam, shping, they're down two goals at home again. They've got to get this home thing fixed and then uh, then they get to the shootout and then you know what happened after that so a lot of things going on i mean there's a lot of there are some good things the power play the penalty killing is is in the top 10 in both i think that's uh that's a positive we can look for especially the power play has been bailing him out of games and when have we ever said that so and I think we really just got to maintain a real concept, a real realistic concept of what kind of team we have here. We have a lot of skill. We have absolutely no toughness. I don't think you need that much toughness in order to go through the schedule the way it is. Um, you know, we faced a Toronto team two games ago that has David Clarkson, Colton Orr, McClement. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Dion Phaneuf, four rugged guys. Yeah, and I think we got pushed around a little, but we spanked them on the scoreboard. So, I mean, you know, it doesn't always mean, um, doesn't always, it's not always a necessity. It's just when something arises, everybody says we're not tough enough. But I think, and maybe I'm being a little bit, uh, playing my own devil's advocate here, I think in order to be a contender, you need to put those pieces in place in the third and fourth lines, and we have a GM that just can't do that. So 
you, you, you know, you're going to be getting the Daniel Carcillos, the obvious. I mean, he's a bum. Let's just like, can we, Jim, what, Jim, what do you think about this signing? He's, he's, he's junk. He said there's no better way to put it. He, he reminds me of Craig Berube. No hockey skills, as J.D. once said of Craig Berube. You know, it's I, – I, you know, I, that's – I just laughed, He's really, when bum. I heard that guy. He's it, a I mean, bum! You know, it, and for the second time – it was second time in the last four or five years – Glenn Sather's brought in a guy. A villain. A villain. Right. He's brought in a, a guy. What's that? A legend, a ranger, legendary villain. Right. This is it. And I, I, I don't care that Gabrick's off the, the team. And I didn't care that Blair Betts was off the team. Right. But in Remember our head. remembers. See, right. <laughs> I mean, what is wrong with this guy? I mean, does it? I don't know. I mean, Sable is going to die one day, and the Ranger Legacy is going to go on, and me and you are going to be fans, and and it all everybody's going to be fans. But you know, we're left with the legacy that they got Donald Brashear, who cheap shotted Blair Betts, and now they got Daniel Carcillo, who fought Marion Gabarik. Okay, what courage! What courage? I gotta tell you, you got a lot of courage. <laughs> I mean, I just don't get it. There wasn't any other goon out there available. George Paros, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, anybody. You can't. You they can't even like get a goon in the system. They got to go out and trade a, a pick for this guy. What was it, sixth rounder? Whatever they got for this loser, he's a bum. I think it was seven. I didn't even know there was seven rounds anymore. <laughs> Made a special round just for him. I like that Kanopka dude. So do I. Dan's talking. Yeah, he's good on faceoffs. Oh yeah. Oh, well, we can't get him. We just got to get a one-dimensional loser. I hate him. <laughs> I don't want him on the team. I don't want to see him in a Raiders sweater. Can, can I can I back back up a second to go back to something you you mentioned a few minutes ago, where you talked about where you talked about how they're not tough enough. the The problem that I see with their toughness is the guys you don't want getting tough are the ones that are. I don't want to see Chris Kreider fighting. Dion Fanouf, as Emil Francis calls him, Fanouf. I don't want to see Chris Kreider go, mixing it up with Fanouf. I don't want to see Matt Zuccarello what? in the middle, you know, scrapping with two guys. Brian Boyle, when he, did you see him tr- trying to go at Fanouf? That was cute. That was cute. Oh, he fucking annoys me. A, oh, I got him. He had about as much. He's got about as much chance with Fanouf as Charlie Brown does kicking that football. But Chris Ryder's not afraid of him, but that's not where we think. We don't want those guys stepping in there. Brian Boyle is a joke. He's a joke. 
I don't care if he's on this glorious two-goal scoring streak. He's a joke. Red hot. He mouths plays. He's he's an embarrassment, and I'm going to tell you why. Because he chirps at players, and they know he's never going to go. He's never going to drop the mitts. He's never going to fight. They're all saying, "What are you going to do? What is your team going to do if I start taking liberties? Nothing." Because you're going to stand a big six foot seven, nothing. Learn how to box, fight, whatever. Get him off my team. Oh, just—they don't have guys like that. And if they have them, they're—they're always too short. They're not big guys. But I think Kreider, on the other hand, yeah, I don't want to see him go for enough. But if he's going to make his bread and butter standing in front of that net, he's going to have to tough it out and get into the occasional brawl. But you don't want to see him drop the, the, the gloves. He could hurt himself or something. And speaking of which, what was up with that horse shit call last night? Oh, my God. Fed are useless. I mean, I can't believe that. He hit him on the shoulder. It was a shoulder-to-shoulder hit. I can't help but fed are useless. Can't he just turns his head toward the boards like a numbskull. What a that, that call impacted the game. Quite is their leading score for Christ's sakes. Oh, they, they were. They, and, and it took all the wind out of their sails for what, about a full period. Right. Right. Yeah. It affected the game. Impact refereeing, I call it. I was on the. I was in. Uh, I was in the Anson Carter camp on that call. I thought it was. It was. I thought it was a penalty. I like Anson Carter. I thought it was a penalty. Should have just been two minutes. Exactly. And that should have been the end of it. The five a five minute major, and a game misconduct for that. Come on. Oh, I almost went and got the bread and milk after that. Because, I mean, the game was over. Not over, but it was, you know, it, it certainly uh, changed the whole complexion. Taking a, yeah, you know, what kind of game was he having before that? He was all over the place. It was their best forward. Again, their best forward. By far. And, I'm, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm watching him. Now, this is before, uh, I'm watching Kreider. And I'm watching Nash, and this is before Nash had scored a goal, and I'm thinking, you know, and I'm watching the two of them, and Nash is do, has done nothing at this point. Meanwhile, Kreider's everywhere. He's getting tough. He's getting in the corners. He's digging for the – and I'm thinking, Chris Kreider has become everything that Rick Nash was supposed to be. Now, if we only had Rick Nash be what Rick Nash <laughs> is supposed to be, it might be all right. Yeah. Oh, I agree. See what Nash is, and, and and this, it seems like all his goals are like, and there were some different ones last night, but ones where he's trying to just do it all himself and make it a power, you know, power move towards the net or, you know, cutting in on the net. He's never, like, ever set up, like, just stationary in shooting, like Yager or, you know, some of these guys are like, and I'd like to see him do more of that. And last night he got lucky. You know, he took a long shot from the point, got in, he got a second goal. Let's hope he gets off the schneid. I mean, they, they've got some playmakers on this team. 
There's no reason that Rick Nash and Cryer and, and Zuccarello has just been awesome. He really, he's been terrific. He's so uh, feisty, uh, just like a guy, you don't want to go against him in the corners. A guy that's small, he's just so strong on his skates. But that, that call last night was horrendous. It was horrendous. So, you know, the Rangers come back. What do you think about Henrik in the I, – I, what's going on? I thought he was unbeatable in the shootouts. Well, now it's, it's uh, Marco Testu, baby, uh, the, the Testu baby scoring now and now against him. I'm like, do you see those guys they put out? I'm like, Marco Testu? He's the first guy taking a shot? Uh, I don't know. What, so what did you think about Henrik in the overall last night? I thought the first two periods he was pretty bad. thought he played well in the third period. But the, the shootout, I mean, you know, we, I mean, we said it on this show, we said it for years under the old coach that, you know, he was always willing to just roll the dice, play conservative in overtime, and take his chances in the shootout because he had the best goaltender in hockey at the shootout. I mean, how many times, years passed, how many times you remember Henrik giving up two out of three on a shootout? Come on, guys. I mean, let's be honest. You know, I know, you know, I know I'm half kidding here with you guys half the time busting the fanboys' balls, but something wrong with this guy. I think it's time everybody, you know, kind of own up to it a little bit. He's being outplayed by his backup. It's no crime if he's got to sit for a couple of games and figure out what the fuck's going on. There's no crime in that. Search your history. The guy with his number hanging in the rafters, number 35, he got benched when he wasn't playing well, too. It happens. There's no crime. Yeah, in that. I... If he has to sit for a couple of games... Where, I mean, where, come on, where would this team be without if Cam Talbot hadn't stepped up the way? They'd be in last place. You could tell. I mean, what's Talbot's record? Was he ten and ten and two, ten and three, nine and three, nine and two? Somebody tell me what what yeah. Talbot's record is. That's his record. All four of those. Okay, all four of those. All right, listen, so for, uh, so I don't have to look it up, so I can just keep talking. Let's say he's 9-3. and three. Are you going to tell me if, if Biron was still uh, was still with the team as the backup? You'd be lucky if he was 3-9. Oh, 3-9. Nine. Nine. If that. And then where would they be? Twelve. I mean, that's a 12-point swing. And where would that be? That would, that would put them in last, dead last, very last place. They need a ladder to catch the Islanders. There's no you – know, this guy's got an eight-year contract, okay? Obviously, he is the face of the franchise. He is the franchise. He's going to be here a lot longer than Cam Talbot. But they need to get him fixed. And if that means he sits for a couple of games, let the kid play. Oh, I agree. I mean, you know, uh, you know, am I saying the guy's finished or whatever – no, the Rangers need to put in their best option for winning. And whether it's a team plays better or Cam Talbot is playing better. Cam Talbot 
is the better goaltender right now. Does this mean that uh, we're going to take away his gold medal, Henrik's gold medal, and all the accolades we've ever given him, and we're in love with him, and all his shampoo commercials and all that? No. <laughs> we're not going to take that away. We still love you, Hank, but I need the goalie in there that's going to get us the goddamn wings. And, and just to touch on what Steve Schaefer is saying in the, in the chat room, I'm not I'm not blaming Hank for last night. I'm just saying that two goals on three shutout shootout attempts, that is not the Hedrick Lundqvist we've grown up with. Yeah, I'm just mean, I know. <laughs> Nobody wants him to succeed more than I do. He's going to be a ranger until I'm in my 50s. For God's sake. Of course I want him to do well. But if he's not playing well, then he should sit. There's no yeah. shame in it. Uh, and then we'll look back, and then maybe next year we'll look back and laugh. Oh, remember he sat those three, four games, Camp Talbot carried us, and now here we are a year later in first place. 97 points with 30 games to go. God. <laughs> <laughs> You're really dreaming. <laughs> and and get the fans that are pat, that get all pissed off. I don't like losing to Pittsburgh either. I hate them. But the, you know, to, to get all you know, you know, start blaming the coach and everything because they lose to Pittsburgh. They Pittsburgh is in an entirely different league than the Rangers. Well, even with twenty guys hurt, even without Jock Collender and Randy Randy uh, and Troy Lodi and everybody else that's out of that line, they are so much. They are so much better than the Rangers. Hey, it's not even funny. They're rolling guys out on their fourth line that are better than the Rangers. Well, the thing is, though, Jim, it's not even like, oh, wish we had an organization like the Penguins. Oh, look how the organizational depth. <laughs> no, it's not even that. Our leading scorer is Chris Kreider. They have Sidney Crosby. Right there. It's a loss. Right. It's a loss. They have Sidney Crosby. They win. <laughs> That's it. I don't want to hear about it. It's all these other factors. They have better personnel. <laughs> what, what? They what, have, uh, they have twice the amount of goals our leading scorer has. <laughs> they have Sidney Crosby. We have Chris Kreider. They have James Neal. We have Matt Zuccarello. They have, right. they have Evgeny Malkin. We have Ryan Callahan. I mean, come on. Are you hearing that new, uh, the new uh, nickname that uh, Callahan's gotten? Oh, boy. Captain Crutch? Well, did I hear did it, Is that one? Captain, yeah, Captain Crutches. Captain Crutches. <laughs> I mean, they, they, before the game started the other day against Pittsburgh, they're showing their first line. Everybody's got 50 points. I'm thinking 50 points. I think our first line in it together has got 50 points. 50 points. They won't get this. We're going to have guys, our leading scorer might not have 50 points when the season's over. Oh. I know. And, and, and I Listen, I know the Rangers could put forth a better effort. And they can win. It doesn't mean it's an automatic win because they, on paper. 
But don't act so shocked and disappointed that they lost. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my God, we lost. Same old Rangers. They're a 500 team, the Rangers. There's going to be an adjustment period from Torty to uh, Al. I mean, that's basically it. And Al's got some things going right, and he's got some things not so uh, not so good. But he's playing with Tortorella's players. I think they're going to make some moves. Uh, and like Dan says, if Bo Bennett was healthy, forget it. Where is that clip? Uh, I could use for some comedy here. But it's, there's a lot of things wrong, and you got to accept the Rangers are going to win and lose. You know, but they need what they need, and they got some tough games coming up, Jim. Are you anyway, you know, the, but, yeah. Pittsburgh has five guys with as many or more points than the Rangers' leading scorer. Five. Five. <laughs> five guys. So, I mean, I know it's emotional and you want to go, oh, you know, and listen, I freaking, we both, we all hate Sidney Crosby and the Pittsburgh Penguins. It's a given. But don't act like little, I don't know, everybody acts like a little whiny and like, same old Rangers. Well, no fun in then. It's the same old Rangers and they're always going to come up the short end. Don't root. I don't want you. Get out. Bo Bennett. Bo Bennett. Bo Bennett. Bo Bennett. Bo Russell. Bo Bennett. Are you now? Are you surprised that they're that they're so bad at home? Yes, because they've always under Tortorella they've been very good at home. I mean, I know last year they were very good at home. And the difference on the power play on the road and home is its a whole completely different thing. Can, does anybody have can dissect why that is home has been such a bad place for the Rangers? There's no atmosphere. There's more, well, well I, I don't even call it Madison Square. You know when they do that advertisement for the lounges? Yeah, I just call, call it, it the lounge. lounge. The Rangers are playing at the lounge tonight. More Potvin sucks chance than let's go Ranger chance. Three Potvin sucks chance last night in the first five minutes of the game. I tweeted last night. Can we do one let's go Rangers chant before we honor Dennis Potvin? Exactly. Change it. It's so stupid. And then I tweeted, Chance Sather sucks instead. He's done far more damage to the Rangers than Dennis Potvin ever did. The Ranger fan is in such a unique position, Jim, because, and it's not a good unique position, is that we have a GM that has a history of being a failure, and he's going nowhere. I can't think of any other sports team that's run like this other than maybe the New York Knicks. What do they have in common? Yeah. I mean, this is like you, you're stuck with a failure. They're not even thinking about him, anything replacing him. 
He is the ultimate failure. He cannot get it right, Jim. How many chances do you get to get it right? I mean, the Stanley Cup, the Stanley Cup to a Ranger fan is like this, I don't know, it's this almost unattainable thing. Like, 94 now is like a dream now. Like, I, I don't even think it really happened. And, you know, this one lasts a lifetime. It lasts at a lunchtime, okay? Because, <laughs> because, because I'm ready again. I want that... And this one will last the lunchtime. <laughs> I mean, it shouldn't be this hard. It shouldn't be this hard to get back into the Stanley Cup. And really, I mean, come on. The Devils did it with that Fakakta team that they beat us with uh, two years ago. I mean, this isn't that hard. He's making it so hard. I mean, he can't, he can't put the right pieces together. Oh, boy. I mean, uh, was like was like going out, meeting a girl, thinking she was the girl of your dreams. You took her home. You slept with her. And then the next day she was gone. And you never heard from her again. Like, <laughs> what, what happened? Hey, what, what happened? happened? I thought things were going good. I thought we were going to be together forever. Oh. I blame the guy who stood next to me at the at the parade in '94. The guy that said uh, when when the, when Alexei Kovalev went by, he said, "Oh, this won't be the last cup he wins with the Rangers." I'll never forget him saying that. Wherever you are, you son of a bitch, I blame you for everything. Everything that's happened the last 20 years, I blame you. Everything. I blame you for Chris, Chris McKenna. I, I blame you for Roman Endor. I blame you for John Buckler. I blame you for every last piece of it. I blame you for Theo Fleury hanging out with the trannies under the bridge. I blame you for, I blame you for Kevin Stevens hanging out with hookers in Kansas City. I blame you for all of it. It's all your fault. I hope you're happy. I hope you died in peace. You son of a bitch. <laughs> well, you know, we were all a little giddy at that time, you know. We we were all thinking about the future. Listen, that team was not built to win for a long stretch. It was built to win that year. You know? And, uh, you know... It was like, here's your cup, and then there's this guy at the parade who instantly took the, the certificate that they give you when you win the cup, and he lit it on fire in the cup and put a brand-new curse on us. You piece you of cup. <laughs> yeah, that's right, Stan. I blame him for my gallbladder, too. Son of a bitch. Another thing, another thing that gets me, and I, I don't want to bring up this as a whole other subject, but... I don't know. Like, you bring up Neil Smith to Ranger fans, and they automatically go, oh, he made some really bad deals. He's terrible. Oh, my God. Compared to say though, at least he got us a cup. I don't care if he made 400 bad signings. Signing, uh, you know, uh, what was that guy? Oh, damn it. Uh, Greg DeVries and uh, <laughs> those other dopey defensemen. Peter, Peter Popnick. Uh, Peter Popnick or whatever that guy they was. <laughs> Pop and all those loser free agents. Uh, was it Mike Keane? Brian Scrudland? Scrudland, yeah, I mean, there's another one for you. 
Who was that piece of garbage we had on the wing, the Russian? What was his name? Was he Czech? I don't remember his name. What the hell was he? Like around like 2000 or 99, 2000. Valerie Kamensky. Thanks, Coast. That jerk off. I mean, he had a lot of bad... Listen, he had all the money in the world. There was no cap. He threw it out of every loser. Bobby... It was Bobby Holik, Kim or Sather. I think it was Sather, wasn't Holik. Yeah, Sather signed Holik. Yeah. And everybody's talking about, oh, uh, oh, this was another thing I heard, but when the Carcillo signing. Well, two really good organizations had him, so he must be good. Like, because he's been on Chicago and... Oh, that's King. Phil Bogner. Oh, now you're getting into Phil Bogner territory there. Oh, really? That, that, maybe that he was the... He well, said me, something me, like, me, you know, everybody says they're the model organizations, but then when we get a guy from their team, everybody complains. There was something along those lines. We got a bum! We got, how about the Devils? Would Scott Gomez won some Stanley Cups in New Jersey? He's a terrible Ranger. Well, he wasn't terrible, but he wasn't good. Chris Jury, Mr. All-American softball player. Model man. Stinko. Bobby Holik, he won a couple cups. He sucked, too. Who cares about the organization? Does he have six in the team? Does he have hockey talent? Daniel Cole. If Carcillo was so good, why did he get traded? It's terrible. Eddie just blew your mind. <laughs> so. Anyway. So everybody's got a damn Phil Bogner. Dang. You going to defend... Daniel Carcillo. Just give me a break. The guy is the most useless piece of shit in the league. It's a disgrace he's even going to sue. And he scratched his first game. Shows you how much they like him. Who's he going to replace? J.T. Miller? It's a stupid move. J.T. Miller's going to play over him. And Miller wasn't all that great last night, but he had been good in the previous games. I like J.T. Miller. I want to see him develop. Well, they're not going to replace Dominic Moore and, uh, and Boilsey. I'm so glad to see Taylor Pine go. I don't think I addressed that. I'm so glad Pisey's out of the mix. Couldn't see that slow oaf. Slow and slower, him and Boyle. Well, who was Daniel Carson? We're going to bring him in against the, uh, the big bad Bruins. Lucic would just spit on him. You've got to have guys who can play the game. The days of the policeman and the enforcer are over. All they're going to do is fight the other team's fighter and bring nothing to the game. You need guys out there that are skilled hockey players. And when someone takes advantage or runs a smaller guy, say, listen, enough's enough, we're fighting. That's it. The Rangers don't have any of those guys. Daniel Carcillo is not one of those guys. Daniel, well, you know what? Daniel Carcillo may go after a skilled player and fight him. He did Marion Gabrick. So, you know, maybe he'll beat up Sidney Crosby, and it'll be all worth it. I mean, I don't understand. It's just, he's the master of the obvious, Sather. He just, it just, he, he has no eye for detail. He should be fired. He should be, should be thrown on the train tracks at Penn Station. He really, just tie that old man up like those old films with the... <laughs> The villain ties the, the you know the the the, uh, the 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 girl up on the tracks. I'd say that that old bastard. 
that choo-choo come over and run him over, that son of a bitch. And now, I mean, I don't know where you go from here, uh, but, I mean, you got any, uh, you want, before we get to the phone calls, got any player avals that you want to, like, uh, go over? I mean, any guys you think are playing much better or, 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 or much worse? A lot of people saying Trey Girardi. Uh, that, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he's traded. I am not, um, I am not as, there, there is an anti-Girardi faction. I have maintained and will continue to maintain that he is not equipped for this style of play. That being said, I'm not, I'm not going to walk down the street with a banner that says trade Girardi, especially since nobody here can read English anyway. They wouldn't know what I was talking about. But yeah, what about uh? Well, Girardi made a, a horrible play last night, and then made a great play to to make up for it. I mean, was I it on the same shift, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, was it on the same. Yeah, I am done with Delzato. This, this guy, the end game. Oh, he's awful. Disaster. It's just, it's just, it's not good. It's just not good. And you know, I was one of the last ones off his bus. You are. Yep. No, time. I mean, uh, I, get. I get to clean up the mess. He made a nice pass to Zuccarello. I think it was. Somebody had a break. Or was it Broussard? I'm not sure. I think it was Broussard. He's, yeah, it makes you know he makes the occasional good plays, but he's a mess in his own zone. He's out of position. He he, he can't clear the net. He's just not. He's not good. I don't think he's ever going to be good. He just doesn't have the mental, doesn't have the, the mental acumen for the, the, to play defensive in your own zone. And I think New York Ranger, New York one fan forever is right. He is a microcosm of the entire team. Although I have to say, Glenn Sather, one of his best signings ever is Anton Strollman. Man, this guy comes to play every night. What a player. So, I, I, you know, he's been good. Uh, McDonough's been good. You know, I, I think Stoll's been okay. And, um, I don't know. And Benoit Pouliot, who would have known? Five power play goals. He's a power play specialist, Jim. He is playing better. You're not ready to get on the wagon yet? Not ready to uh, jump I'm on not, him? I'm, I'm not on his wagon yet. But he has been playing I like, better. I like that line. They got some chemistry. Yeah. They got some chemistry. So that's where I am you with know, the Rangers. I'm right now. Can ahead. I tell you a guy that I'm that I, I'm that despite his numbers that I'm disappointed in? Carl Haglund. Carl Haglund. Yeah. I'm a little bit. He's got he's got ten goals, but very deceptive, ten, very nondescript 10 goals. You know what, Jim, though? You're going to have to realize with Carl Hagler. Carl Hagler is never going to be – I mean, he he was never projected to be really a, a guy who was going to get 20 to 25 goals. Um, they never thought of him that way. Um, he surely has a lot of jump, and he can really add that spark in a game. But he doesn't have the hands. 
So I really think – I think I'm taking that 10 goals and saying, listen, uh, that's pretty good for him. You always okay. – you figure with his speed, you know. You're making so. sense. You're making a little bit of sense there. All right. I just, you know, and he's good defensively and, you know. Uh, he, but they need him to ignite because he really can change the momentum with, with his play. He's a nice piece. If you have a team that is pretty well set in scoring and, and consistent, he's a nice piece to have. And that's why the Rangers got to keep him around. Because if they ever get it together and, you know, say this defibrillator goes off or something, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody sends him an electric. I don't know if he's got a heart problem. Whatever he's got. You know, uh, still, he's a nice piece. I, I like him. I, but you, you've got to, you, you know, you got to put the troops around it. I would hate to see them get rid of that, uh, a piece like him. So, yeah, he's a nice piece on a third line on a really good team. That's what you want. You want an energy guy who can score, who can uh, have a hair visor instead of a head face visor because it's always on his hair. So, anyway. Right. So let's get to the phone calls. Let's see what these lovely people have to say. All right. We'll talk to Stan first. He's holding the longest. Good evening, Stan. How are you? Good evening, gentlemen. Doing well? Good. 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 How, are, how was your new year? Uh, fine. I did absolutely nothing. Just hung out. That's good. That's yeah. Good. Okay. Yeah. It's a mellow. Mellowness is good. So uh, do you agree with me that the Rangers are a mediocre team, and if you think they're anything more, then you uh, really uh, need to have your head examined? No, just look at the standings. They are, uh, that's where they are. They're right in the middle. And it's the worst place to be. And I mean, they uh, should be better than they are, but, you know, they're not. <laughs> how much onus do you put on Henrik Lundqvist for this uh, record? Uh, well, some. I mean, he's, he hasn't had his best season, for sure. But, uh, look, it's, uh, there's a lot of other guys you could point fingers at also. Well, uh, name some. Na- well, Nash, certainly, except for the last couple games, he is, he's been pretty invisible. I mean, this is a guy supposed to be a dominant player who, you know, other teams have to uh, game plan for. And he, uh, a lot of games, he just doesn't. You know, he just like a, looks like a third-line winger rather than one of the elite players in the game. And Stepan certainly hasn't uh, played anywhere near as, as, he go, uh, as good as he was last year. And those are the two big scorers. And Brad Richards is, uh, you know, he, he's going to be bought out. I mean, he just, you know, I just hope he doesn't get hurt because if they get stuck with his contract for six more years, forget it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think the, the Richards getting off to a good start, it's pretty much waned, and he's, he is what he is basically at this point. Uh, you know, you'll see some flashes. He made a nice eat last night. He fixed some guy of his shorts, but uh, yeah, for the money and the, the terms, yes, you're right. He needs to be bought out, and hopefully... Uh, um, but Nash, I, I, I don't know. That, that concussion still bothers me. I really, I really still think that it takes a while for these guys to come back from that. Well, like I said, he, he looked better the last few games, so maybe he's, uh, you know, getting back in the groove. I was hoping he wouldn't make the Olympic team and would take, you know, get two weeks of rest there. 
I'm surprised they yeah. did this. Uh, he certainly hasn't played. Uh, the guy certainly on from Canada who played better than him this year. Yeah, really. Yeah. Stan, Stan, are you for or against NHL players in the Olympics? Uh, probably against. See, I, th- I think I, usually it seems like I'm in the minority being against. I mean, I've it, always it, been against it. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's uh, fun to watch, but in the overall scheme, of th- I, you know, like I said, what sport shuts down for two weeks, three weeks in the middle? Well, of that's the why I hate. You know. Yeah. And I mean, uh, you know, you especially if so many ranges are playing in the Olympics. You know, these guys yeah. are gonna get worn out for the, the, the time. It can't help them uh, help the team when they come back. I mean, I mean, hasn't their season been interrupted enough with the beginning of the season and starting out west and playing seven games there and playing that ridiculous preseason? And uh, now they got to now in the middle of the season they got to take these weeks off. I mean, it's just too much. Yeah, it's too much. Especially when the team is trying to find some kind of identity. Because right now, to me, I know that they don't have much of an identity. I couldn't tell you what the Rangers are right now. They're mediocre. That's what they are. And I think, uh, you know, Ranger fans are fooling themselves if they think they're going to be any better with the, the people they got on the team. You know, I, I just can't see getting upset, you know. I mean, if everyone starts to play a little better, they should make the playoffs. But uh, it'd be like the last few years, you know. Maybe they'll, if they get lucky, they can knock someone off in the first round. But I, can they go any further than that? I doubt it. No, I, not the way I think. No, I don't think they can. I mean, you got to get Hendrick straightened out, even if that's a possibility. Now, do you think Cam Talbot's the real deal, or do you think this is just kind of a – I mean, I've seen a pretty good sample. This kid's pretty good. Yeah, he's played well. I mean, uh, you know, you, there were guys who, uh, you know, play well for a year, and then they disappear. you got to, you know, you got to give him the test of time. Right now he's as good as hmm. you could expect. You know, so you're thinking he might... Rangers is that uh, they don't have uh, all that much uh, in the in the whole system, you know, prospects. They're like down at the bottom of the prospect list. It's only a few. I think there's only like four guys at the Hartford who are legitimate NHL players. And as far as guys, you know, not in, not already signed, you know, like Shea and a couple of these guys, that that Russian kid, uh, the uh, also the, uh, the black kid from Quebec who uh, is tearing up the Duclair. league. Yeah. I mean, they're, yeah, they're, they're not that deep, and, you know, guys are going to be coming up the next few years. They're just they're like a, well, I, going nowhere. Well Stan, well, Stan, you know what? I See, I don't know how long you can keep it going, because you look at the guys they have up that they have drafted, Haglin, Stepan, Kreider, J.T. Miller. Uh, I, I'm sure I'm missing a couple more. McDonough, well, although he came over from – but they have brought in a lot of young players and a lot of prospects, and they're playing. So there's going to be a little gap, especially with the McElrath thing coming back to bite him, to bite them in the ass, because it looks like it may not work out the way they had planned. I just saw he's, so, uh, he's skating again. Well, that's good back. news then. Yeah. I'm, wor- I'm worried that he's, he's going to become the next Hugh Jessamine. Well, I don't, you know, nobody could be that bad. I mean, he, I think he, he can legitimately but, play. I mean, he doesn't have to do that much. He just has to, you know, uh, clear the crease and uh, make sure nobody touches yeah. anyone. He doesn't, he's not going to yeah. be a star. Well, they drafted him to be a star. You know, yeah, they well, drafted him. 
Cam Fowler's on Anaheim, uh, you know, putting up points, you know, that that's still it's still a bad pick. Although I really, I was for the pick at the time, and oh, hindsight is twenty twenty and all that. But well, I think when you're picking that high, you have to go for skill. I mean, tough guys you could find later on in the draft. You know, it's hard to find guys who are really, really good. And uh, I think you know this summer, uh, I, I don't know you know who the whole list of free agents, but. You know, if you figure you're going to get rid of Richards, they're going to have cap space to bring some guys in, like a Vanek, you know, some other. I don't want Thomas Vanek. No? He's a pretty good player. Uh, I don't know. I'm not high on him. But, I mean, you know, they're going to have money to get somebody. So, yeah, that's a good thing. And, uh, you know, we always spend money so, so prudently. Yeah. I think having money is the worst thing for this team. Yeah, they probably go after Carcillo's brother, Joey Carcillo. Anyway, so anything else going on, Stan? Uh, uh, anybody? What's that? I was going to say, is there anybody that uh, – what? were you on Delzato? You know, uh, obviously he hasn't played well. You know, this this kid, uh, when he was, what, 21, I think he put up he had 40 points. You know, you figure – Guy's 21 and he's a defenseman already scoring 40 points. By the time he's 23, 24, he's going to get better. He, he's gotten worse. I mean, who gets worse from the time they're 21 to 23? That's that's a very unusual. And he and he hasn't just gotten a little worse. He's gotten a lot worse. He's like gone backwards. Absolutely. He's got completely gone backwards. I mean, uh, so I, I think I said you can't let these things drag on. I mean, just trade him for a, for a pick or a prospect or something, and you know, move move forward. Because that right. kid, uh, yeah. Connor Allen, he looks like a pretty decent player. He certainly he looks, looks better okay. than Delzato. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he no, can I skate, like he can handle the puck. You know, you know, he's the son of Marty Allen. Not the Marty Allen. No, no I'm only kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Only Stan would know who Marty Allen is. Right. I'm old enough to know that. <laughs> anyway, Stan, well, thank you for calling. And uh, I'll keep let's you go Rangers. As they face the Blackhawks tomorrow. Oh, my oh, yeah, God. Should be a, that should be a great, great game, huh? Looking forward to that. Oh, yeah. I'm DVRing right. it so I can fast through all the Chicago goals. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Stan, we'll talk yeah. to you later. All right, take care. Francis on. Now. So, boy. All right, so just to you give like you a, real quick before we uh, get on, get another call. The Rangers' last game before the Olympics is February 7th, and they don't come back until February 27th. So that's almost um, three weeks. And now, now they're shutting – the Rangers are shutting down February 7th, and the first men's game isn't until – uh, February 13th. So they'll be gone almost a week before they even start playing Olympic games. Oh, boy. And then the gold medal game is the 23rd. So they'll have a couple of days to come back and get back into the swing of things. But then in March, they play 16 games in 30 days. Oh, boy. Well, this is just so stupid. 
I mean, this is just so stupid. They're going to play. Well, they, got, they got four games in it. six. <laughs> they got four games in six nights in one stretch in March. And they're he's a moron. Oh, look at this guy. He's making the Olympic team. Oh, I don't care about the Olympics. I don't care about the national pride. All I care about is the, the, the blue shirts, the rages. I don't care. Care about this goddamn country and their sports. Behold the gold. Give it a break. Play it this summer. Don't play it at all. Boycott the Olympics. And Putin, that that Russian commie bastard. Sochi. The hell is that? Sochi. Where's where's Jimmy Carter when we need him? Yeah, boycott, Jimmy. Only thing he was good for. Boycotting. Uh, uh, this is not our interest guys going over. Callahan and Nash. Right, right. Boing, boing. Ow! Are you ready to talk to Costa? Yeah, Ow. let's go with him. What's up, Costa? <laughs> Radio Gold again tonight. My friends, Radio Gold. I don't know how you do it, but I did It's worth the price, right? What? It's worth the price, right? Yeah, absolutely. Coaster, motherfucker. (laughs) What's going on? Are you a fan of NHL players in the Olympics or not? I'd rather have AHL or ECHL in the Olympics, to be honest. Amateurs. Well, not amateurs. Well, not not amateurs. Well, they're, 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 pro, they're, they're pros in the AHL and the ECHL, but just on NHL players. Okay. What's more important, the gold medal or the Stanley Cup? Stanley Cup. Well, depends on who you ask. Exactly. Some players say that they'd rather win the, the, Olympic, the Olympic gold. <laughs> uh, well, I, don't want those, I don't want those players on my team. I can tell you that much. <laughs> Uh, maybe, hey, maybe our goaltender is one of them. Ah. Oh, not uh, Henrik's got international experience. Trade him too. Clear some cap space. <laughs> Let the great camp be. Now I'm ready. I'm ready to trade the whole team. No, <laughs> no. Goodbye. and McDonough, the only untouchables right now. That's how we're rebuilding. We're going to rebuild around Zuccarello and McDonough. And Kreider, Kreider. <laughs> and Kre- oh, okay, Kreider. I don't know. I'm, 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 I want to blow it up. I don't know. I, maybe I'm just being... For trading deadline, I want to blow the whole fucking thing up. You, you want... You, keep, you, 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 you all you Ranger fans, don't you understand... There's no incentive to win for this office. There's I understand. No Been down this road a million times, Costa. It's like, I understand. There's no consequence to losing for this management and this general manager and this owner. It's like these knuckleheads are going to show up no matter what. So they have no incentive. So people they already win. So, in, so all you paying customers 
Enjoy your mediocrity. Enjoy it. Because that's what you're going to get. But don't you think Dolan would like this uh, little bit of eye candy, winning a Stanley Cup? He can get the photo ops. He can play. His band can play with it, like on the drum riser right next to him. Don't you think his ego would make him want to have the best piece possible? I think he can care less. I think he cares. Then we'll agree to disagree, Eddie. I think I think his ego cares. But he has no brain on on how to do it. He just anybody knows hockey. He, Glenn Sandler, let me get him. He won a couple cups in the eighties, four cups in the eighties. All right, bam, boom, bang. You're my you're my GM for life. Yeah, they they, they kneel and Bob. You know what I mean? I know, I know. So and I when they named remember you gave me that announcement, Jim, about when Riz, Riz asshole got. He was named like Grand Poobah of uh, like media over there. I yeah. bet you that was a little bit of suck off for dealing with Tortorella all these years. Like they said, okay, here's your little piece. We're getting all these titles, Johnny. He's got to get a taste. I don't know. <laughs> He's got a little wet his beak. Right. So, anyway, you're right, Costa. You're you're right on this. We're stuck in this position. It's the most ridiculous fan position in sports as far as I'm concerned. With the, and we're not and, the only team. You know who else has the same problem? Who? Those guys up in, those fans up in Toronto have the same problem. You hear yeah, that, Tata? You hear that, Tata? You hear that? They're in my... GM care about winning? Nah, they came on 41-page shot. me? Come on. Come on already. Oh, that's true. I agree with you. And there, are a lot of, and there are a lot of sports organizations in sports. They don't care about winning. They care about they care about money. Okay. Well, they do spend the money up there uh, for the team, but they just keep getting the wrong players. Yeah, but because because they're morons. You and me could run the team. The three of us could run the team better than those guys. What do you say? We're just a little bit better than morons. Is that what you're saying? If me, you, and Jim were, were running the show in um in, in, in up at MSG, we we'd be winning cups. You're certainly insane. Let me just tell you that. Much. Thank you. I, no, I think I think uh, I don't know. Speaking for myself, I'd be way too emotional. That would play a bad game. Like you're out of here. I can't take you. I would have traded Henrik for, uh, I don't know, J.S. Jaguar already. And uh, going back to the Carcillo thing, what do you think of this guy? Let me tell you guys something. We, have, we had three guys in the minors that could do what Carcello does. Three guys. We had Asham, we had Kyle Jean, and we had Kyle Beach. We're not a cost of a damn thing. Because brought them up Brought one of those guys up or whatever, and that and, and, and that solves the problem. But then again, a seventh round pick is eh, is, is not is, is no big deal. I, I think it was conditional anyway. Yeah, well, disgusting signing. I hope he uh, <laughs> dies. I almost went to the dark place. 
I hope he pulls a boot guard. All right, that's what I hope for. <laughs> uh, speaking of, uh, I I know I went there. I know I went there. Oh, rest in peace, Derek. Now, uh, when we're talking about Brashear and all the other bad signs, this is an oldie but goodie clip. Uh, this is from our uh, good friend Claude, the the Daniel Brashear rap. If you remember this one. Don't be haters and say I suck when y'all know I'm quick on the puck. Satan said I could be a ranger. Now you punks treat me like I'm a stranger. Yeah. Oh, what's up? <laughs> and one of our, one of our ex-friends. Ex. Yes, yes. Uh, we weren't good enough to hang with those guys. Oh, uh, fuck off. To hang around with the cretins of Blue Shirt Underground. We will take our Steamboats and our Newmans and our Stacey Katzes and our, what's that other girl's name with the big lips? Jerry Doggle and Jackie Lumba. And we will go hang out with other people at Cafe 31. (laughs) (laughs) That was a great voice. Very good there. Oh, clap, Jim. You've got the slow clap. Wow, look at the clapping going on in Costa's... Standing ovation. And Ladies and gentlemen. Hold on. on, this might be Claude right now. Claude, what are you doing? Oh, God. Mr. Gretz said this show is like a puppet show. Yeah, it's like Uncle it Floyd. Is, yeah, basically it's Uncle Floyd about hockey. Overture, light, this, that, you know... What's going on over there? Wow. Uh, so you know what? You know what I say to that? Oh my God! Who the hell, the hell cares? cares? So I that's my story, have... and I'm sticking to it. Oh, I'm sorry. No, uh, no, so no. yeah, close to you know the Rangers are going to win and lose. I hope everybody gets used to it because that's what's going to happen. This team is going to turn into a juggernaut overnight. Yeah. <laughs> well, God damn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, all right, my friends. Uh, uh, well, I hope I see. You. Yeah, we got to make a date to get together on uh, do a lunch or something. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Thanks for the Falcons. Dutch clutch all day long. <laughs> all right. Get out of here, you crazy nut. Uh, Talk to you later, Costa. Bye. Thank you. It's like the, you know, it's, it's like the Soupy Sales show. <laughs> <laughs> that show was bad. It's like Wonderama. Like on. <laughs> yeah, it is like Wonderama around here. What's the Rama? That's what it is. So, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't have any answers. I got a lot of questions. I mean, I joke around with the, the, the blowing it up. And, and, and hope they just got, you know, Stan said it. If you got a hot Rick Nash, maybe the season's a little bit different. You've got a, a Henrik Lundqvist playing up to par. It could be a different season, you know. But uh, at this point, uh, it's not. And... Um, you know, they dug themselves out of a hole, too. I mean, that's what I was thinking about in that 7-1 victory. 
you know, there were some really brutal losses. There was a 9-2, I think, and a 6 nothing loss in the early in the season. And so that, that's 7-1. And that, what about that ridiculous, uh, just in closing, that ridiculous call on Pouliot that they disallowed that goal? It was almost like it was a kill ro- uh, rule. They were like, oh, we, you can't score anymore, Rangers. They, yeah, at the very end of the game. It was a mercy. It was a mercy no. call. We got one more call on the line. Okay. Five one six seven five four. Who's this? What's up, boys? It's Rock. How are you? Hey, Rock. How you doing? Oh, oh he's back. <laughs> How are you? I'm really sorry, boys. Uh, my schedule has been crazy this season um, with the nights, and it seems like every night you guys are um, on. I'm, I'm at work, so. Um, I apologize. I, I've been trying to keep up as best as I can. Um, I was actually in Toronto this weekend for the for the Maple Leafs Ranger game, so uh, wow. I finally got to see them. Uh, you could hear a pin drop in that in that arena. It was amazing. It really. Place, I've never. Well, we can that place cleared out pretty good. I was going to say that oh, place yeah. cleared out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you know, we, we stopped we stopped cheering after the goal because we were afraid we were going to get killed, but um, it was. Uh, <laughs> a very surreal feeling for me to go to see the Rangers on the road and actually not only see them win, but actually see them smoke a team where I wasn't, didn't have my heart in my throat the majority of the game. So um, it was actually a really, uh, really great experience. And if, I don't know if anyone's ever not been to Toronto. Um, it's a great hockey city. I mean, hockey's number one. And as a diehard hockey fan, um, it, was a, it was just a great experience. Went to the Hall of Fame. Uh, it was just yeah. a really good experience. So if anyone's never been there, it's great. Um, oh, Toronto's it's great. a great city. What yeah, the tickets? I mean, what the tickets run you? Here's the here's the thing. I waited a long time before I bought them. They were eighty five dollar ticket seats or face. Yeah. They cost me two hundred and fifteen dollars each. Oh, look so at you making the I'm surprised. Well, I only go away once on a year to do that this. Low. Excuse me. I'm surprised the face value on them was that low. I didn't think Toronto's yeah. tickets were that cheap. Yeah, they probably were season ticket holders. I got them off StubHub. Um, I went with, and I needed four seats because I went with my father, my father's friend and a buddy of mine. Uh, we do like a father-son trip every year. So um, we only go once a year. So we, we splurged and we spent the money. Um, and it was you know, a holiday weekend. It's the only time the Rangers are playing in Toronto this year, believe it or not. And um, so yeah, I guess it, it was what it was. But anyway, I want to talk about the team. Um, I'm going to go rapid fire here because I've, I haven't spoken to you guys in a while. Um, as far as the state of the team, I, I mean, you know, you, you touched on a lot of great points. Um, to me, the biggest glaring problem is, it, you know, it's funny. It's like it's either feast or famine. It's like they either get great goaltending and they can't score or they get shitty goaltending and they're putting up three goals. Now, I know a lot of times we talked last year, if the Rangers can consistently put up three goals a game, They'll pretty much win every game, or, or they'll probably do pretty well, because Lundqvist doesn't normally give up three goals a game. Now it seems like, you know, every game he's given up three goals. It's, and it's been since he signed his contract. And if you look at his numbers since he signed that contract, it's been horrible. I mean, he's had glimpses. He's played well. He played well against Buffalo. He played well against Dallas. He, he played well against Florida the other night. He has moments, but it's like three goals a game is like a given for him every night. And I'm not saying I'm ready to give up on him, but that that really, if they're not going anywhere, if he's given up three goals every game, I, I mean, I, I don't really care, you know, who you bring in up front. They give up three goals a game, they're not winning. 
I mean, they're not, they don't have the offense that Chicago and, and, and Pittsburgh and, and even Philly has to be giving up three goals a game and be winning. That's, that's one thing. Um, Cam Talbot, as far as he's played phenomenal, but I, I've watched it firsthand. The team plays totally different in front of him. It's almost like if they protect him more than they protect Lundqvist, and, and I know maybe that sounds a little bit far-fetched, but they seem to play better defensively in front of Talbot than they do in front of Lundqvist. I mean, maybe it's just a coincidence, but I don't know. That's one thing that I noticed um, in, in comparison to the two goaltenders. As far as the team is concerned, this team needs to figure out what they're doing by a certain date. And the date, I guess, would be where they stand by the trade deadline. And I'm going to get a lot of shit for this, but I don't really care. They need to revamp this team somewhere. And I think the way they can do it is by trading Girardi and possibly trading Callahan. And I know guys aren't going to like that, but I'm very weary, given both of those guys, very long-term contracts at big money. They've played a lot of minutes. They've played a lot of heavy minutes over the last five years. Callahan, has, you've seen, he, he's a smaller player. We see what happens with guys as they approach their 30s who aren't the biggest of players, they start to wear down. We're seeing it with Dustin Brown in L.A. Be very careful what you give these guys because this could be Brad Richards two years from now. Callahan's 29-30. I'm, I'm not saying you should give these guys away, but if we can revamp this team and bring in some high-end talent, some really good prospects like a McDonough-type person player, then in my opinion – you, you got to roll the dice and hope that the, the surrounding cast around them can can pick it up and maybe you can fill in holes in, in, in the pre in the off season because from where this team is presently constituted, we've already went to the well with this team now for three seasons and we haven't gotten anywhere. So I really think that some form of drastic trade or maneuvering around of players needs to happen. Can't keep going to the well I, with the same team. Are you fucking nuts? No, I'm only kidding. Actually, this is, this is what I said last week in our ridiculous broadcast. And I was trying to say that it, it's kind of come to a crossroads where we're going to have to cut the heartstrings to some players in lieu of Ryan Callahan, who, listen, we all, I'm not going to have to, and I'm not even going to say it, but we all know how much we love the guy. But we've got to be practical about these things. He's injury-prone. Even Nash, these concussions worry about. Mark Stahl, these guys have been in the organization for years, and they're not getting any younger. And that goes for the same for Callahan. And I know that a lot of people would be upset. But if you can get some pieces, I agree with you. I mean, I don't know if I would gut the whole team, but I think there are certain guys – I would trade that have trade value right now that somebody would want at the trading deadline to put them over the, ed- the edge and maybe overpay. That's, that's my point. I mean, we're very quick to trade Delzato. We're very quick to trade Brian Boyle. We're very quick to trade, you know, these bottom echelon players. But if you really want to figure out a way to rebuild this franchise, I mean, look what Philly did. You know, they had that one really piss-poor season where they, had, they traded Peter Forsberg and they traded Alexander Zitnik and they, and they made all these trades. And they brought in Braden Colburn and, and they brought in guys, you know, 
Um, they freed up salary cap space. They brought in guys that kind of filled holes. They brought in some young players. And I think, if I'm, if I'm not wrong, they were in the cup, I think, either the next year or the year after. You know, I mean, the Rangers never dra- – and then, and then you go back to the whole drafting thing, which is another whole story. But, like you said, I mean, you need to trade somebody you like. Right. I don't think Nash is tradable. I don't think Nash is tradable. I don't, I don't know if I want to give up on him yet. He's still 29 years old. He's still a fairly big dude. I think he can handle how well he did last season. Um, he's, he's kind of had an up-and-down season this year. I, I'm willing to give him another year. He's locked up long-term anyway. The guy, you know, and I'm, I'm going to eat crow for this. The guy that I, I'm, I'm, it breaks my heart to say this because I'm a huge fan. Him and I are the same age. We play the same position. I wore the same number in high school. Brad are Richards. you Ryan Callahan? Wait a minute. Is this, are we talking to Ryan Callahan here? No. <laughs> I'm talking about um, Brad Richards. I think the Rochester Swan song. I think this oh, is yeah. Brad Richards' swan song. Unfortunately, and, and, and it breaks my heart to say it because I'm a really big fan of his. I've, I've wanted, I wanted him from day one. They got him two years too late, unfortunately. This is the guy they needed, you know, probably, you know, when, um, when the Rangers had Yager and Shanahan, and they might have went further. Um, the thing with Seda, and, and, and just to get on Seda briefly, this team always seems to be one player or two players short every freaking season. Every year, they're always missing. There's always something they can't figure out. You know, pre-lockout, is they, they, had, they couldn't figure out the goaltending. They had Mike Dunham and, and whatever fiasco they brought in other than him. You know, then post-lockout, they had Yager, but they had no supporting cast. You know, and then, and then now they're bringing all these offensive guys, and now they now they get no production out of their defense with the exception of McDonough. It's like there's always something, you know, I mean, missing – and and he just does. I just think that he just doesn't get it. And this season, this season is strictly on him. There's no excuses. You can't blame. Because there were no moves you made. You, you can't. This season, he basically fired a coach that won. And I know a lot of people hated him. I would have given him another season. And I know I'm in the minority. They, brought, they threw out a coach that won three playoff series in two seasons, and basically brought back the same exact team. So this season's completely on him as far as I'm concerned. This is, this is a fiasco, and he, he, he better figure out a way to fix it. And I hate to say this, but this may just be a throwaway season. It might be. It might be. I, I, look at it, I looked at it. Uh, I think I was a little too optimistic at, at first. I really liked some of the things I saw after they kind of came out of that early losing streak. And I remember you saying, you know, uh, basically if Nash doesn't play or this team is screwed, right. which basically is where we kind of are. I mean, it's not as bad. But, um, no, I mean, it's certainly on him. I mean, he made the decisions, and, you know, and you know, uh, I think A.V.'s a good coach. I think they're going to be better, but they're not going to be better with Torch's players. I mean, it's just not going to happen. And say this thing is he hasn't. He can get you the big fish, but he can't cross the I mean, he can't cross the T's and dot the I's. He cannot fill in those role player positions. It, it, you know what? It's really you guys are right. It's ab- you're absolute, It's absolutely amazing how these other teams find these diamonds in the rough, scrubby guys that constantly kill the Rangers. Yet the Rangers can never find those players. 
and I don't know if they're just giving too much money to the to the big to the big free, the big guys that they just have nothing left to fill in those two. They got no players making like around two million dollars or or a million and a half. It's like everybody makes four five million dollars, and then there's like there's like nobody in between. They got nobody on this right. team making under 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 a million dollars. So I mean, and, and, I know, and it's also because you're paying your goaltender a lot. Right, but now you know, they're only pay, paying their backup. They're only paying their backup next to nothing. He's making less less than half of what Baran was making. So you're right. saving a little bit of money there. Um, you know, I, again, I mean, I guess I guess it all goes back to, um, you know, him just not being able to fill in the holes. And now now the cupboard is bare in Hartford. You know, a couple of years ago they brought up John Mitchell, they brought up Hagelin, they kind of gave them a spark. I, I just don't see anybody down there. And I honestly think this team just needs a little bit of a shake-up. You know, and I'm not saying cost. I don't like the Costello signing. I don't um, trade. Um, but I think the team needed a, needed a little bit of a jolt to say, you know what, guys, well, I'm bringing somebody else in outside of the organization. This is just the beginning. Unless you want more to happen, you better stop playing better. And they played great against Toronto. And then last night, you know, whatever happens, happens. But uh, I, I, well, really I really, think I really think well, last night the Crider, the Crider thing really affected that game. I, I mean, yeah. I don't want to lay it all onto that. And Columbus isn't terrible. We, that's why I hate when the Ranger fan gets in the mindset like that's an automatic win when playing Columbus. Because there really is no automatics with this Ranger team. You know? Oh, and then and then of course you know Sergey Bobrovsky has to make his comeback last night. You know, I mean, well, for a goddamn freaking month, you know, they see the Rangers <laughs> on the schedule like, oh, let me pencil this day in to get healthy. You know, let's. It's like amazing how every player under the sun is when when they see the Rangers on the schedule, they miraculously get better. Yes, they all become George Vezina. It's like the, like the greatest oh, goaltender yeah. of all. Oh, and the backup goalies this year, the way they made backup goalies look, is is, is just a disgrace. But um, yeah, I mean, not just really this year. That's been going on. That's been going on oh, for yeah. years. Yes, agreed, agreed. But you know what? They they need to move forward. They need to figure out what this team is. They need to get Vigneault the players he needs to run his system. They did it with Rennie because if you look at this, this is the I'll leave you guys with this. There was a great statistic put out on Twitter over the weekend. I don't know if either guys saw it. Tortorella's first um, forty-two games and Vigneault's first forty-two games as coach, and this they're um, the records are almost identical. You know, they, yeah. needs, Stanton needs to get the players that Vigno needs to run the system that he's comfortable running. You know, that's basically how it is. Otherwise, there's no point of bringing him in. And I think that so, will happen. And I think you may see guys that came in under Rennie and played under Tortorella going. Like, you know, the aforementioned Girardi. And Callahan, who you mentioned. I don't think it's that ridiculous. I think to people who are not really looking at all the angles, trading Ryan Callahan would be blasphemy. But if you're really looking at it in a practical way, uh, are you wrestling with your dog? Uh, what's going on over there? No, no, no. I just got out of my car. <laughs> oh. So, uh, yeah. So, I think for practical Ranger fans, you could kind of understand it, but you know that's not going to play well with the general Ranger fan uh, public. Uh, you know, trading Ryan Callahan, you trade the captain. That also should, I think, carry some trade value as well. You know, this guy's a but good guy in the locker. You can't come back. You can't keep coming back every season with the same team. 
You've got to have to give up somebody. And do you want to give up Kreider? Do you want to give up Haglund? Do you want to give up Stefan? Do you want to give up JT Miller? I, I mean, I'm not a Broussard fan. I would trade him tomorrow in the right, tra- in the right trade. I know he's had chemistry with Zuccarello, but I'm not a big fan of him, and I'm not crazy to see what kind of contract he's going to get. But they're going to have to give up somebody of value to get something of value back because you cannot keep going to the well with the same team, plain and simple. The only thing you got there again with this dysfunctional organization is he is supremely loyal, Glenn Sather, to these players. Uh, you know, and Ryan Callahan's been good for him. Was he loyal so. to Brandon Prust? Well, not that. You know, I mean, well, you have, you have to understand Prust tested the free agent market, and you know how he is with that. If you come out with him, come up with him, and you're not loyal to him, and don't you ask for too much, he's like, see ya. He hit yeah. the Brandon Prust hit the jackpot. He did. He did. But you know what? Go for him. Good for him. Go for him. I'm sick of trying to Rangers fans saying, "Oh, we little oh, Brandon Prust, we should have so we should have paid too much." He's hurt all the time too. Yeah, he has been hurt all the time now. Because he fights so every. I mean, he fights every game. Yeah. His heart's bigger than his brains. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. Listen, it was a great talk right. to you, and uh, I'll talk to you guys soon. Have a great night. Take care, Take Rock. Care. All right, later. I wish you would right. have said, uh, this is Rock from the car. Don't they do that on some professional radio stations? Uh, oh, also, uh, just in closing, I wanted to calling say. From <laughs> calling from a mobile. Calling from a mobile. There was a great article by Phil Mushnick on Mike Francesa about three weeks ago. You have to read this. Is it a must-read? I, I uh, probably read it. I, I do not miss Phil Mushnick's column. I think everybody on the underground should read this uh, who's familiar with Mike Francesa and his whole uh, freedom of speech thing he's going with the Yes Network, which he is going to uh, leave or be ousted, supposedly, because uh, he's backing A-Rod. And... Um, Meanwhile, he, I mean, Mustick just excoriates him. I mean, just totally just ripped. It was great. Oh, it was M- one of the Mushnick best reads. hates him. Yeah, Mushnick. Oh, Which is why Mushnick appeals to me so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, ladies and germs, this ends another spectacular broadcast. Jim, once again, you have been the best co-host in internet radio uh, land and uh, I wish you well and uh, your loved ones well and Weezer's in the well oh well and uh, I love everybody and everyone <laughs> well well Weezer fell down the well <laughs> the well. <laughs> well 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 Weezer fell down the well so yeah. Rangers tomorrow night Chicago buckle up boy stay warm everybody we love you good night everybody Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.